Hello, my friends. Today, Psalm 114. I'm going to read it to you once again from the New Living Translation. When the Israelites escaped from Egypt, when the family of Jacob left that foreign land, the land of Judah became God's sanctuary and Israel became his kingdom. The Red Sea saw them coming and hurried out of their way. The water of the Jordan River turned away. The mountains skipped like rams, the hills like lambs. What's wrong, Red Sea, that made you hurry out of their way? What happened, Jordan River, that you turned away? Why, mountains, did you skip like rams? Why, hills like lambs? Tremble, O earth, at the presence of the Lord, at the presence of the God of Jacob. He turned the rock into a pool of water. Yes, a spring of water flowed from solid rock. So again, we're in this run of of psalms that were used at the Passover. These first two, Psalm 113 and 114, were uh, before the meal. And then uh, the remaining 115 to 118 were after the meal. Uh, So if uh, Psalm 113 called you to expect the unexpected down to an individual level and in families, then uh, this psalm really calls you to expect the unexpected in communities in a larger way. This is the earth-shaking exodus and that line tremble O earth at the presence of the Lord is uh, certainly the most memorable Uh, Derek Kidner says there's fierce delight and pride in the great march of God in this psalm Martin Luther says the 114th psalm is a psalm of thanks for the people of Israel to praise God at Passover for his wonderful works He led them out of Egypt, through the Red Sea, through the dry wilderness, mountains, and the Jordan into the promised land. And we sing this psalm daily to Christ, to praise him who has led us out of death and sin, through the wilderness of the flesh and the devil, and into eternal life. Uh, So verses 1 and 2 show how... Uh, aliens in isolation amid uh, the sounds of an unfamiliar language are brought into uh, the dignity of belonging uh, as a church, as a kingdom, as a visible sign of God's holiness and rule, uh, a kingdom of priests serving our God. Uh, Verses 3 and 4 Uh, have this kind of scurrying excitement at the Creator's arrival. And uh, as Kidner writes, uh, the the mountains and hills and creation is uh, falling all over themselves to make way for the Creator. The mountains are all animated and agog. Um, Verses 5 and 6, what's wrong, Red Sea, that made you hurry out of the way? Uh, There's almost a taunting tone like Elijah taunting the Baal worshippers when he squares off against them. And then verses 7 and 8, tremble, O earth, at the presence of the Lord. 
uh, a reminder that uh, the God of Jacob, uh, his purpose is salvation. There's uh, quiet creativity and care, and there's power directed to uh, the point of where it's needed. And what does God do? Transforms what is least promising into a place of plenty and a source of joy. God, in his salvation acts, turns things upside down. And uh, this, again, picks up on Isaiah imagery from chapter 41, 17 to 20. Uh, Tim Keller writes, God's love for us shakes the world because nothing can come between us and God's love. At both Jesus' death and resurrection, the earth shook, indicating the coming of God's power to save. To get us to our true country to live with him, he will shake and destroy death itself. So let nothing move or intimidate you. Uh, John Goldingate writes, You know how God provided for the people on the way from Egypt to the promised land? Well, that's not just something God did once way back at the beginning. It's something God did again in bringing people back back from exile. And it's the kind of thing God does in delivering and restoring his people. So it's the kind of thing you can look forward to again. So again, God's saving pattern at the exodus and the exile is still at work in our lives, turning up, turning things upside down and calling us to expect the unexpected down to an individual and family level and to a community and national and worldwide level. And the movement of the Passover meal and rehearsing all those events from of old uh, are not just about remembrance of what God did back then, but also uh, anticipating what God uh, can and will do now and in the future. And uh, certainly as Christians, we connect it to what Jesus has done in saving us in working that greater exodus. All right, we're going to close out today with a prayer from Martin Luther. Teach us, O God, to know your mighty works and your wondrous ways, that our soul may bow to your majesty and may give to your to you honor and praise. Enlighten our eyes to see in Jesus Christ the way, the truth, and the life. And grant us grace to walk in this way, to adhere to this truth, and to win eternal life. Amen. Peace, my friends.